Welcome to The Wisdom Show, a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential, spirituality, personal development, health, relationships, and more. Join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives. And now, your host, Gene Swan. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for this special slideshow presentation. We're about to learn how you can receive the instruction manual for your life. Human Design is a new cutting-edge personality assessment tool. It shows you your unique decision-making strategy, your special gifts and talents, where you carry your pain, your potential for healing and wisdom, and what you came here on earth to do. Your personal human design chart gives very profound insights into your life. You'll learn more about why you're here, where you are now, where you're headed, and it also answers questions about why you've had many of the experiences you've had. And I know this from firsthand because I had my own chart done, and it was more accurate and told me more about my life than any other system ever has. And that's why I wanted to bring our guest human design specialist, Karen Curry, here today to show you how this profound system can answer a lot of questions about how you can live your best life. And Karen, I know human design combines astrology and several other systems. So I'd like to start by asking you, why is it that human design is so powerful and so different from many other systems? And how is it able to provide information that can really change our lives? Well, I think that's a great question because I think sometimes people think, oh, this is the next new thing. And what I always tell people is actually human design is a complement to anything else that's out there. And what makes it so different is, well, of course, there's information in it because it is astrologically based as well as being based in the Chinese I Ching, the Hindu chakra system, the Kabbalah, and quantum physics. I mean, it's got a, it has a lot of pieces of different esoteric sciences in it. But it, it, what it really gives you that no other system really can share is this map or this, this information that shows you how you operate in this lifetime. It's beautiful to know your life purpose. It's beautiful to understand law of attraction and manifesting and all of those things. But each one of us is, is totally unique and each one of us has a very unique strategy to applying all of those ideas and concepts. So the, knowing your human design really gives you the how piece for how you're going to really do all of those other parts. It's, it's really like, if you, I love the, the, the phrase instruction manual for your life. It's kind of like if you're driving from, you know, Phoenix to San Diego, this is the GPS that says, okay, turn left, turn right. It tells you all the other things that you need to do to get to San Diego before you can even, um, before you can even, you know, obviously just get, otherwise you're driving blind. And I think that's the experience that a lot of people have without understanding how they operate, where they're sensitive, where they're strong, how to make good decisions, how to, how their intuition operates. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? When they get that piece, then everything else they've ever studied goes click. And it's really kind of the, I think the missing piece to the, to the abundance puzzle. That's what I've found is a lot of the systems give you different pieces and insights about your life. But with human design, it was like putting your whole life together, mm-hmm. where you came from, what you're going through now, what you could be headed toward, how you can create what you want. It kind of made it a big picture where you could understand the whole thing instead of pieces of it. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the perfect part of it is it, 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 again, it ties everything you've ever done together in this beautiful way that makes you go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> and not only do you get it now in terms of where you've been, it really shows you how to make choices that are in alignment with the truth of who you are. You know, we are told so many things about what does it mean to be successful? What does it mean to be abundant? You know, how do we manifest our destiny? We're told go out and make it happen. We're, we're given a lot of rhetoric about what's correct in terms of making life work for us. And the truth is, I really believe there are 7 billion different ways 10 billion plus probably, different ways to make life work for you. So human design kind of shows you how does it work for you specifically? How does it work for you uniquely? And how do you, you know, how do you interact with this being that is you in this incarnation and fulfill your destiny in a way that is abundant and perfect for you and no one else, not the guy in front of the room teaching you, not your mom, not anybody else, you know? Yes, and you've said the most common thing your clients say after human design reading is that they they feel like they're being seen and understood for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt, that the whole picture was understood. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's really a powerful thing. 
sense. And then it gives you, as you say, like a roadmap as how you're going to get where you want to go. Exactly. I mean, I think that intuitively, let, let's look at it. Let's look at marketing, for example. Intuitively, a lot of us hate selling, right? It's one of, I mean, it's one of the most common stumbling blocks. If you're, if you're in business for yourself, you got to sell your services, and most of us hate it. Well, most of us hate it because we're trained to sell in a way that's not correct for most of the people on the planet. Most of us are not designed to do cold calling or go out and make it happen or knock on people's doors or do that whole big, yay, come buy this sort of spiel that we're taught to do with sales. A lot of us are trained to kind of wait and sort of dance with our, our potential clients and, and integrate and, and respond to the need of the client rather than go out and push. And when you can understand just that one simple little piece, it can make a whole world of difference in how you create abundance in your business. And that's just one tiny, tiny little piece. <laughs> so. Right. Where most of us have been taught, go out and manifest, make things happen. But as I came to understand through human design, it doesn't work that way for everybody to just go out and make it happen. There are different ways that are better to proceed for certain types in the human design process. Absolutely. And you're not supposed to suffer with it. And I think a lot of times, even though a lot of us are on a, you know, looking for joy and happiness and abundance, I think sometimes some of us really kind of suffer on that path because we think, oh, I'm not doing it right or I'm screwing it up or I must be blocked. And sometimes it's really none of the above. It's just you're not doing it right for you. Right. And you also say that it gives people permission to be that secret self they always hoped they were. Exactly. What do you, what do you mean by that with, with the clients you've worked with? What have you found? Well, I think that deep down inside, everybody sort of hopes that they're magnificent. Everybody has a sense that they're here for a special reason, for for a, a unique reason. Everybody can, knows that there's something inside that makes them different and sets them apart from everybody else. But a lot of times that little piece of yourself isn't acknowledged or recognized. We're kind of homogenized in our collective consciousness. We're sort of in schools. We're kind of, and this isn't a blaming thing. This is just kind of where we're at with consciousness. But, you know, a lot of the school we're kind of trying to fit in, trying to do what's right, trying to be, you know, not stick out. But that little quiet piece that says, no, I'm, I'm here for something unique. I'm special. And you are. You know, everyone is. And when you get a human design reading, it's like that special part of you that you were sort of hoping might be in there but maybe never got recognized finally gets seen. And I, I watch people, and I literally watch people sometimes just cry because that suspicion that they've had their whole life that, hey, maybe I am actually okay. Maybe I am really beautiful and magnificent and unique. And maybe I do have an important piece of the puzzle of humanity. And when they get that recognition, they just go, ah. Oh, I am beautifully and magnificently designed, and I'm seen. I now have the vocabulary to define this this uniqueness and this light that is me. And we've had such a tremendous response to your offer, Karen, to give people their free human design charts. And mm -hmm. I want to let everyone know, many of you have received them. For those of you who haven't, you will be receiving them. And what you can do is go back and listen to the replay or go to thewisdomshow.com under Archives and Special Offers, and you'll be able to watch the slideshow again when you have your chart, and it will be more unique to you. So anyone who doesn't have it yet, you will be receiving it. So, Karen, you've prepared a special slideshow for us to tell us how we can learn more about our own unique way in the world. So, Absolutely. And actually, uh, just, just to start it off, I, I threw in a little special slide. This is, this is our host. Jean, this is you. <laughs> and I just thought I'd throw this out here because here you are doing this beautiful job unifying people, sensing people, doing something that that is successful that not most people can be successful at, something a little bit unusual, working with commitment, perseverance, determination, working with the innate sense of intimacy, and becoming a voice for the group, doing your, your true purpose here. So look at what you're doing, and you're a role model. So as you put yourself in front of all these people, we're all looking at you and going, thank you, Jean, for being who you are so that we could have permission to do the same. So... <laughs> Well, fantastic. That's a great confirmation to have. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. What What else does this chart say um, as far as, you know, the way I operate in the world or what do those, if you could tell us what a few of those symbols and squares mean? <laughs> well, what we see in this chart is if you look in this chart, you have a red square. And anytime we see a red square, it means you're here to work. But you're here to work doing the right work. 
And the right work for you is not something that you're going to figure out with your head. In fact, if you look up at the top of the chart, you'll see that the part of your of the chart, the triangle pointing up and the triangle pointing down that you would think is your head part is actually open or white. Now, that doesn't mean that there's nothing going on up there. In fact, quite the opposite. But what it does mean is that you are not designed to figure out with your head where to go with your life. You're designed to analyze and, and make decisions and know intuitively what's truly inspiring and to bring that inspiration forth into the world. For you to find the right work as a generator, that's your type, as a generator, you have to wait for it to show up for you, meaning you've got to wait for something in your outer reality to confirm what you're doing and where you need to go next. I like to call it divine breadcrumbs. So let's say, for example, you came up with an idea and you said, I'm going to do these, 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 this wisdom show. And let's say that was the inspiration you woke up with. That might or might not be a good idea for you. If you took that inspiration and without anything else other than the thought in your head, went out and tried to make it happen, you might actually meet with a lot of frustration because that's not correct for you. You're not designed to take an idea and just go out and make it happen. You're designed to get an inspiration and idea and then let some kind of confirmation in your outer world show up for you. Now, that confirmation can be anything. It could be somebody saying to you, hey, Jean, you know, you know a lot of people and you're really great at speaking and unifying people and inspiring people. You should do this. And that could be something for you to respond to. Or it could be something like you're browsing on your Internet and all of a sudden you stumble on somebody else who's teaching a telesummit and you, you look at it intuitively go, oh, you get this inner feeling like that's what I should be doing. That's the confirmation because it's something that came outside of your head and was a sign for you, a, some kind of, of, of experience for you outside of your head that confirmed that's the direction you need to go. It's pretty easy for the generator, frankly, it, because you're always dancing with things in your outer world. That outer world confirmation gives you what you need to sort of activate your energy and start moving in the right direction. And when you do that, when you're responding, as opposed to going out and making it happen, which most of us are trained to do, you minimize the frustration. And not only do you minimize frustration, you actually experience a lot more success. You can have an idea, go make it happen, and not have any success. You can have an idea and respond to something that confirms that that's correct and have wild success because now it's correct for you. And you won't burn yourself out. Right. So that's interesting because I have been, you know, learning more about how not to just do things in the head. I think the, most of us tend to do everything in the head. And what we need to learn is that's not the only place to get the information. It's not the best place. Well, it's actually only for information. It's like a big walking filing cabinet up there, but it's not really your decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah, so anything else about this that we should know, or do you want to move on next to the um, to the next slide? I know you say role model hermit, and the number is 6-2, so what would that mean? That just means that when, as you crossed over, and, and I, I put your, took your birth date off, <laughs> so that as you have moved more closely towards the, the, the 48 to 52 year age range, you have now entered into your 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 most integrated wise phase of life as a role model you now have experienced what doesn't work you've looked and studied other people and seen what does work now you've integrated those two and now you're in a place in your life where you are here to to demonstrate through your own life through your own experience through your own work what is correct for you and other people look to you and other people model their lives after you as a as a role model and as a source of inspiration and direction i have been told that in in other you know forms of um readings and things so it's amazing to put it all together this way though that that pretty much does sum up a lot of what's happened so it's pretty amazing it's actually kind of cataclysmic for when you have that kind of an energy that sometimes when you cross that 50 year mark it's like all of a sudden you go from being invisible to being seen in a big way. And it, I've seen it happen over and over again with the six-line energy. It's like, oh, all of a sudden you, you we, we like to call you guys late bloomers. <laughs> you know, but all of a sudden you bloom and it's like, whoa, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> so good things are in store, it sounds like. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And what about a, a general um, overview that people can follow for their own charts? Or what well, are some of the other types? You said that I'm a generator. What are some of the other types that we Let's have? Or you want... And I'll, I'll actually go through all the different types and, and basic themes related to the different types. So 
I am Texan, so I I am going to try to cram as much content as I can into this this, this beautiful time that we have together. So uh, fortunately, we are recording it. Don't take notes. Just relax and think of this as a catalytic conversation, okay? <laughs> and 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 as I'm going through this, Jean, don't you know? Please jump out and and uh, guide me. So <laughs> okay, if um, I have questions, I'll let you know. All right, sounds good. So, of course, our first question is what exactly is human design? And as we've already kind of talked about, it's a cutting-edge personality assessment tool. It's a synthesis, as I said before, of Eastern and Western astrology, the Hindu chakra system, the Judaic Kabbalah, the Chinese I Ching, and quantum physics. And even though it's a synthesis, it's got all those little pieces in it, don't drive yourself crazy trying to flip around the chart and see where those pieces are because they are kind of in and of themselves. Uh, you know, they're in there, but they're not really clear. You can't really, you're not going to find them if you go searching for them. It's, the system itself is a really unique mesh of all of those and more. So the big question people ask me is, what can human design do for you? And what it does is it really helps you first and foremost understand your behavioral patterns and habits. Sometimes it really helps people figure out where they're quote unquote blocked or stuck. It's not necessarily sometimes that you're blocked or stuck. Sometimes you just need to reframe your understanding of how your energy operates. <laughs> it also will show you your weaknesses or places where perhaps you have vulnerabilities. It also, and this is the coolest part, it also helps you know how to make accurate and reliable decisions. If you think about your life, everything that you've done, every place that you've been, every every experience that you had, you've probably had as a result of a choice that you've made, okay? So when you understand how you operate and you understand how decisions, and everybody does it a little bit differently, it gives you an accurate reliable strategy for making good decisions to help you end up exactly where you want to be. Those of you who've gotten your charts, this is the human design body graph. This is what your chart looks like. Sometimes when you get a human design chart, depending on the software, meaning depending on which version people are using, the numbers will be on the left or the right. doesn't really matter. What really matters is what's in that triangle. Okay. First and foremost, when you look at that body graph, you'll see that there are nine geometric shapes. Each one of those geometric shapes is responsible for processing different kinds of energy. So I'm going to just very briefly go through those those shapes, those energy centers. And uh, as I'm going through this, please know this is a very cursory overview. This is important information. As I go through this, I'm going to get to what we call the human design types. There are five types. The beauty of human design is that even though it's got a ton of data in the chart, the way to live out the best the best expression of that energy is to simply follow your strategy according to your human design type. So this stuff is cool to know. The nine energy centers is neat and exciting, and it, it sometimes helps you understand a lot of things that have happened to you. But it's it's kind of almost not important. The only important thing is that you make the decisions that are in alignment with your human design type. You'll hear me say that a lot of times as we go through this. So the first center is called the head center. The head center is the center that is responsible for processing inspiration, ideas, and mental pressure. So your head center is the center for ideas and inspiration. The next center is called the Ajna center. The Ajna is the center for concrete thinking, analysis, data processing, and storage. So if you think the yellow triangle is inspiration, the green triangle is really truly the filing cabinet of the brain. Okay, this is where this is really where you store your data. The throat center is the center for communication and manifestation. So the throat center is the energy for speaking and it's also the energy for doing. If you think about it, everything that we do, we have to articulate it or put words to it first before we can really carry carry it out. So that that throat center becomes very important because it's all about putting the words to what we're doing, and it's also about communicating. The chi center or the identity is the center for self-love, self-identity, and direction. Some of us have a fixed direction in life. Some of us have, I always say, some of us are designed to order off of a menu when it comes to life direction. We have a, we have very little little choices, and that's okay. That's good for us. And some of us have an, are really designed to go to the buffet, okay? So some of us are designed to go to the buffet. That means you can choose all kinds of different directions. 
the heart center or the will center is the center for willpower. And the willpower is really kind of my favorite joke in the system because the willpower is, we all think we have it. <laughs> the truth is most of us don't. So, you know, most of, most of us actually don't have it at all, <laughs> which is funny because the, the will center is the, anyway, most of us, most of us don't have willpower. That's the crux of it, which I think is kind of funny. We can still do things, but I find that a lot of motivational speakers actually have willpower, which is kind of funny because they want us to do things like they do, and we can't. We're designed to do things differently. It doesn't mean we can't have success, but we're not going to do it the way they will. The sacral center is the center for workforce and life force energy. 70% of us have this energy. That is the energy for consistent, sustainable workforce and life force energy. So this is the worker energy. What's really lovely about this is we discover that 30% of us are not designed to work in the traditional way that we think of as work. So if you're one of those that are not designed to work, you're going to find that you get a tremendous sense of relief when you figure out that, hey, I'm not supposed to have a Monday through Friday 9 to 5 job. And there are people out there who are working and trying to live that way, and it's not correct for them, and it actually can physically hurt them or burn them out. The solar plexus energy, this is, this is, the, the, this is always one of our interesting places where we get hung up as people. Half of us are emotional. This is the center for emotional energy. Half of us are emotional and half of us are not. So some of us are highly empathic and some of us are highly fanatic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it gets very interesting in between all that. So the next center is the spleen center. The spleen is the center for intuition, health, survival, and time. And I'm not going to say too much more about it because it's kind of a complex center. But basically, if this center... The center is where you're gonna, where your immune system functions and where your intuition functions. We're all intuitive, but the spleen actually, uh, the spleen will help you determine how you are intuitive. So if you go on and you decide to learn more about design, um, or in some of the programs that I offer, you can learn more about how your intuition really works, which is what people really always want to know. The root center, the last but not least center, is a pressure center. It's the center for adrenaline energy and stress. So the root center is sometimes where a lot of us will feel stress. And for others of us, this is where we wait for the energy to take action or not. So it's adrenaline energy, and this is also a place where some of us get burned out. Now, when you look at the chart, you will see that there are all kinds of colors on the chart. There's also, hopefully, probably white centers on the chart. Anything that is defined or we, is going to be colored in, whenever something's colored in, we call it defined, okay? So anything that is colored in, we call defined. Anything that is defined is energy that you have consistently in your chart, okay? That's energy that you have consistently in your chart. That means that's who you are. That's what you have consistent access. That is what you radiate out into the world. When people come into your auric field or they come into your energy field, they sense what's consistent in your energy field. Where, so how would we inter how would we interpret what's filled in on this chart? Okay, if we looked at this chart, what would be filled in is first of all you would see that there is a red square, so we know that this is a person who is designed to find the right work. We would see that this person has a, a colored in identity center. That's the diamond, and you'd see that 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 means that this person has a consistent identity and a consistent direction, so probably this is somebody who's designed to order off the menu of life. They're not going to have a whole lot of wiggle room in terms of what they do. This is someone who has a defined throat, so when they speak, they are speaking from this motorized place, and they're actually speaking from their soul. So when they speak or they're speaking from their identity, they're really communicating from this deep place of that, that is a reflection of who they are. And then when you look at the, their Ajna, they have a green triangle pointing down. You would know that this is a person who has kind of a fixed way of thinking about data, about information. So they can be sometimes certain about what they think they know, and sometimes they can be kind of rigid sometimes about what they think they know. So it's a different kind of energy. It's an energy ultimately that they will use to share or impact others. So what would the red, red and black lines mean that are halfway filled in there? 
There are, if we go back to, and if you're, if you're following along on the PDF, um, if you flip back a couple of, of slides where it says colored slash white centers at the top, you'll see yes. that um, if you look at the numbers on this chart, you'll see on the left-hand side there are red numbers, and on the right-hand side there are black numbers. The black numbers are actually, this is the planetary positions of the energies in your chart. This is a little bit complex, so if it's flying over your head, just ignore it. But, but basically, this is the energy that is calculated on your actual birth date. This is your conscious personality. Your conscious personality is the aspect of your personality that you are consciously aware of. These are parts of your personality that you know you've got. The red numbers are calculated 88 astrological degrees prior to your birth. This is the energy of your subconscious design, and these are the subconscious numbers are colored in in red on your chart. Okay, the subconscious personality are aspects of your personality that are very innocent in how they express through you. You might not always be aware that this is who you are, but other people are very aware that that's who you are, and it's not necessarily an aspect of your personality that you can control or manage because it's just very naive and beautiful in how it expresses through you. Now, you may also find on some charts that there are lines or gates that are checkered, meaning they are black and red. So whenever you see something that is black and red in the, in the lines on the chart, that means you have that aspect of your energy both in your conscious and in your unconscious design. So it's a strong theme in your chart. Does that answer that? Yes. That makes a lot more sense out of all the colors and lines. So thank you. <laughs> and sometimes people ask me, well, what is, why is this one yellow and this one red? And the truth is the system was actually channeled by a man in 1987. Um, and when he received the system, he was told how to draw the chart. And he was he was kind of told over and over again and made to draw the chart over and over again until he got it right. And these were the colors he was given. And, you know, I don't know if I've ever really heard a good explanation about why they are the colors that they are, but they are the colors that they are. And I really think that there's a visual message that comes through with each chart. And without getting too weird and way out into the woo-woo, I think that the chart speaks to people when they look at it. And I think those colors, for whatever reason, are there to trigger something in, in, in the consciousness. So. You will also right. notice on the chart, most people have white centers too. White, white centers are what we call open centers, or sometimes we call them undefined. So whatever is white in your chart is energy that you experience inconsistently. And when we say inconsistently, it means this is energy that you take in from the world around you. When you walk into a coffee shop, wherever you have openness in your chart is where you're taking energy in. So you can go get other kinds of energies or go experience other kinds of energies that aren't consistent in your chart when you're around other people. And we're supposed to do that. We're actually designed to all work together. We're kind of good puzzle pieces in that respect. Now, your open centers are not just, you're not just open and, and experiencing them. You're actually experiencing that energy amplified. So let's say if you look at the slide that says open centers on the top, if right. you look over on that chart on the right-hand side, there's a white triangle there. Yeah. That white triangle on the right-hand side is the emotional solar plexus. So this is the design of somebody who is emotionally open. So when this person goes out into the world, this person feels everybody else's feelings. Now, because you experience that emotional energy amplified, it's very easy when you have the center open to think that you are very emotional and to mistakenly believe that other people's emotional energy is your own. And for those people who are very sensitive, and that's a lot of light workers, you know, that's exhausting. You know, when you go out in the world and you're experiencing everybody else's emotional energy and then you, you think it's yours, or, or worse yet, you think you're responsible for keeping everybody else happy, which can happen with this energy. That's one of the, the default energetic patterns with this when you don't understand it. You can really get burned out on emotional energy. Oftentimes, too, like if you have a kid with this kind of a definition and there's a lot of emotional energy in the family, this will be the child that I call the canary in the family. But this will be the kid that acts out all the emotional energy in the family, and you think, oh, there's something wrong with the kid. And it's not. It's just that this child experiences the emotional energy in the family, and she's, she or he is the one that's acting it out. So what would you tell a person who does have this, and then when they become aware of it, how can they protect their energy so that they don't experience that? Well, that's the thing. You, you, you really can't protect your energy. I mean, the, the beautiful part of it is we're actually designed to experience people's energies where we're open. You know, people often say, well, I have this and I don't have this. And I say, we actually have it all. 
We all have all nine centers, all 64 gates, all the channels. It's just like our DNA. We all have the DNA of being human, but we express it each in a unique way. The, the human design energy system is just is exactly the same. We all have all of it, but we express it in a different way. So it's not so much about not experiencing it because you don't want to not experience it. If you're emotionally open, you want to experience emotions. They're rich. They're juicy. They're sexy. They're passionate. They're exciting. They're fun. But the, the thing that happens is when you start to tune in and recognize how your energy works, you can stop being a victim of emotional energy, for example. You know, you don't, you won't drive yourself crazy trying to keep all the people in your family happy because you'll realize, oh, I can't keep them happy. They have their own emotional energy. I have mine, you know, and all I need to do if they start to drive me crazy or I start to feel guilty or I start to feel emotionally manipulated is I need to get out of their aura. And you start to have a lot more freedom to choose what you're going to react to or not. And obviously at a certain point, you probably stop reacting completely. So it's the awareness, which is so valuable. Once you know that, you know you can then deal with it. If you're not aware of it, you you have all kinds of ideas that may not be true about what's happening. Absolutely. And, And because we experience that energy amplified, the way that works is not only are you, you know, you actually, because you mistakenly think it's yours, you're trying to use that energy or experience that energy sustainably, and it's not sustainable for you. So what happens is you develop these consistent behavioral patterns in your centers that are open. For example, let's, again, go back to that solar plexus, which is that white triangle on the right-hand side on the gate that says, on the slide that says open centers. If you have that center open, if you have it white on your chart, you probably have a lifetime pattern of not making a wave. You're probably somebody who has a lifetime pattern of being really uber nice because you don't want people to get upset because when they do, it really hurts your physical body. So you learn to avoid truth and conflict and tiptoe around and just be nice. Now, that's not really always a healthy way to live because sometimes that means you're not asking for what you want. Sometimes that means you're not setting good boundaries. Sometimes that means you're not dealing with conflict when you need to. So when you can understand that, okay, I'm more sensitive emotionally, so when I have to deal with this stuff, I just got to go in, deal with it, know that it's going to be intense, and then get out and not take it personally because it's not personal. It's just energy. Right. That's a great, great way to look at it. <laughs> it spare people a lot of problems with that information. It does. That's it does. Yeah. And when people can really get it, it, it just creates this beautiful place of self-acceptance and also this beautiful place of allowance for other people's perspectives. Right. Understanding that just as we have our own unique ways, so do they. So honoring exactly. that. Exactly. Absolutely. So And so these numbers, the 64 gates, how do they tie in with the chart? So there are 64 gates in the chart. The, the 64 gates correlate dir- pretty directly with the Chinese I Ching. Those 64 gates, their position stays the same. Each of those gates just it reflects a different aspect of the human personality. So just like we have the centers that, re- that are responsible for processing different energies, the 64 gates are just s- more subtle nuances of unique traits of being human. Now, you'll see that there are gates that are activated or defined. That just means, as I said before, when you have a number on your chart and it's it's listed on your chart, that number will correlate to that gate being colored in on your chart. Right. Now, you'll see also between each of the the energy centers, there are channels. Those are the lines that connect each one of those geometric shapes. There are actually two gates per channel, and you have to have both gates colored in or defined to define the centers at either end. So this is, and sometimes you'll have what we call hanging gates, so you'll have a gate that's just hanging there. And of course, this is a defined channel, so you'll see this actually has two gates colored in. This is the gate 43 and the gate 23. They're both defined. And because they're both defined, the ajna on one end, the center on one end, and the throat on the other end, the throat is also defined. So you'll never have, you'll never have something colored in that isn't connected to something else. So if it isn't defined, is there a way you can change it, or is that a total negative that you can't change? No, and it's not a negative at all. In fact, wherever we have openness in the chart is where we have potential for wisdom. Okay. And no, you can't change it. Your chart is your chart. Uh, unless you have, like, a near-death experience, that will oftentimes at least change the flavor of the chart, and that's, that's, that's a whole different thing. We usually will run a separate chart for the actual near-death experience. Um, but beyond that, 
uh, your chart is your chart. It's who you are. Now, you do have a lot of options to evolve into the highest expression of yourself. Fulfilling your potential, as you say in your introduction there, Jean. <laughs> but right. uh, but who you are is not really going to change. The, the structural framework will not change. But once you learn how to work with it is how you evolve to your highest potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have awareness of who you are and how your energy operates, you can then really live out the highest expression and not be, again, not be a victim to the openness. All right, let's do just a really quick review. There are nine energy centers. When they are white, they are open. When they are open, they are receivers. When an energy center is colored in, it is defined. When it is defined, it is a transmitter, meaning you radiate that energy out into the world. There are in this chart 64 gates. There are pathways between all of those geometric shapes. Those are called channels. There are 36 channels. And each gate has two gates per channel. That sums up all that we just said. So now let's get to the good part. Okay. Karen, there are five a, energy a, types. Karen, Sorry, do we have you, a yes. caller on the line from Clintondale, yes. New York, with a question. Would you like Absolutely. to take a question? Okay. The five energy types. Okay. As I said, each type in the design system has a unique decision-making strategy. So each type goes about really interacting with life rather differently. And each type has a very unique role. So the first of the five energy types is called the manifester. Manifestors are approximately 9% of the population. The second energy type is called the generator. The generator is approximately 37% of the population. The third energy type is called the manifesting generator. That is approximately 33% of the population. The fourth type is called the projector. Projectors are approximately 20% of the population. And the fifth type is called the reflector. The reflector is approximately 1% of the population. There's our rare birds here. Each energy type plays a role in life. So let's talk a little bit more about the role that each type plays. Manifestors, if you could imagine that, that you're putting on a production or you're going to put on a play, the manifestors would be the producers. The manifester has the role of getting the ball rolling. They're the, the people who start, who initiate, they get things going. The manifester has a life role of going out and getting things started. The generators, they're here to provide the workforce energy. The generators are really the true builders in the world. These are the people who do the work. These are the people who are designed to build the set, to, to do the lighting, to 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 do all of the physical labor associated with putting the production together. So this is obviously a metaphor. So in, in the real world, the generator is, is one of the, type, the two types that are actually here to work. The manifesting generator also provides the workforce energy and, and also are true builders of the world. They're, they're a little bit different, and we'll talk about that in just a bit. The projector is going to be kind of like the director. They are here to guide and direct others. They're not here, by the way, to do the work, okay? They are not here to do the work. They are here to guide and manage and direct others. And if you don't think this is inherent in someone, let me tell you, I have a three-year-old projector daughter. This kid <laughs> manage, manages all of us. She, she would go out on the balcony and yell at people passing by on the street if they're riding a bike without a helmet. She'll yell at them, hey, you need to wear a helmet, okay? <laughs> so the last type. The last type is called the reflector. Reflectors are pretty unusual, and as I said, they're rather rare. They are the wise observers, and they're kind of the, you know, they're really kind of the canaries or the barometers of what's going on. They magnify and reflect everything that's all around, and they mirror it back for others. Just for just for an awareness, one of the most famous reflectors was Michael Jackson. And I think when we look at Michael Jackson, you think about what was he reflecting. It's a pretty interesting statement, I think. On, on the energy of the community that he was in. So he reflected back a lot of what was going on in the world. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, when you understand that, that nature about him, I think it takes a lot of the strangeness off of him because it wasn't him. It's his, he was a mirror. In fact, he had that song, was it? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, um, so let's do just a quick review. Manifestors are here to in initiate. Generators are workforce. Manifesting generators are also workforce, projectors guide and direct, and reflectors are mirrors. 
So each type has a particular strategy or a particular way of making decisions. The strategy for manifestors, and this is so hard for manifestors, they're not here to wait for other people to initiate them. This is the billiard ball on the table, okay? But before they take action, they have to inform others, which is very unnatural for the manifestor for two reasons. Number one, the manifestor learns usually at a very early age, I'm not going to tell anybody what I'm doing because if I do, they're going to try to stop me. And they're not designed to be stopped, okay? Uh -huh. The second reason why they don't like informing is because to stop the flow of creative energy that is the, the definition of who they are oftentimes really messes up their creative flow. And to kind of stop and go, okay, I need to figure out who's going to be impacted by this. I need to tell them what I'm doing. It almost slows them down and it's not fun for them. But the truth is, in the end, if they tell people who will, who will be impacted by their choices what they're doing, it will save them a lot more time in the long run. It's just hard sometimes for them to wrap their mind around. I really need the, the whole idea that they need to be informing. Manifestors include George W. and Al Pacino. Or Robert De Niro. As as, sorry, Robert De Niro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Robert De Niro. <laughs> My mind got stuck, yes. Generators are not initiators. It's really interesting when you think about manifestors are 9% of the population. Only 9% of the population are initiators, okay? Generators are not here to initiate. They are here to wait. Now, let's talk about what does that mean. They're, wait. They're here to wait to respond, so let me explain. Let's imagine this is a generator at work, and he's burned out, and he's sitting there going, I need to take a vacation. Now, that's an idea that comes from his head, right? Da, 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 I need to take a vacation, all right? Now, right. he could go ahead and act on that, but that would not be responding. If he was just simply acting on that idea, that would not be responding. That would be initiating because he would be take, he would be the sole source of that decision, all right? That afternoon, our generator friend goes to the doctor for his annual physical, and the doctor says, you need a break. You're, you seem to be burned out and stressed out. I think you need a vacation. On the way home, he sees a sign that says gated luxury vacation community, and his inside, his sacral, his generator intuition says, oh, uh-huh, I want to go there, okay? That's something now that's coming outside of his head, right, it's from this outer world. He goes to the mailbox, and he finds a postcard from his friend that says, wish you were here. Okay? Now he's gotten several signs, actually three, right? The doctor saying, you need a vacation. The sign that says, oh, I'd love to go to the beach. The postcard with the image from the shoreline where he would love to be. Now he's got something happening in his outer world that confirms that this is the direction that he is to go. Okay? So the generator has to wait for something to show up in the outer reality and then respond. Some famous generators include Elvis and uh, Albert Einstein. Manifesting generators are kind of like buy one, get one free. It's a two-for-one offer. Manifesting generators are sort of half manifestors and half generators. The strategy for manifesting generators is to wait to respond and then inform others before taking action. So they have all of the stuff going on that a generator has, wait for stuff to show up. And then, before they go do it, because manifesting generators will be very fast when they respond. In fact, they'll be so fast, sometimes they're not sure if they responded or not. When they do respond, they still have to inform others, just like a manifester, about what they're doing because they move, and they move pretty darn fast, okay? Some famous manifesting generators include Mother Teresa and Nat King Cole. Now we come to my favorite type, <laughs> projectors. Now, this is the one, the reason I love projectors so much is because of all the types. This is the type that I think sometimes has the most challenges, not because there's anything wrong with them, but because they just have a really different way of experiencing life and creating in life that is very much counterintuitive to what we're taught and told. The projector has to wait for recognition or invitation before they jump into things. Okay, they have to be invited or recognized. Now, the reason they have to be invited or recognized is because they're here to manage and guide and direct others. Now, how many of you have ever had the experience of getting direction or management from someone you didn't ask for? Not a very good experience, is it? No. Right? Or criticism sometimes even, or correction or opinion from somebody who didn't ask for it. 
The projector is a very valuable piece in the puzzle of humanity. The projector is here to help people get the most out of life, to experience the most ease and most joy out of life. But what they have to offer is so precious and so valuable, it's very important that they not waste their awareness, their wisdom, their intuition on people who don't get it, people who don't want it, people who are not ready for it. So what I always gently tell the projectors is wait for the invitation. Don't cast your pearl before swine. You need to wait and trust that what you have to offer is beautiful and valuable to the right people. So the projector has to wait to be invited. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean that when your gas tank is empty, you have to sit there and wait for an invitation for somebody to, to invite you to go get your gas tank filled, okay? <laughs> it means you have to wait for invitations to the big things in life, friendship, romance, career or work opportunities, where to live. In between all those big invitations, and sometimes they don't come for a year or two, in between all those things, you just go about and follow your passion and get a life. Do what you love. Follow your bliss. Do what you have to do to get by financially sometimes, but do it with the awareness that you're waiting for your big invitation. They will come. They do come. And they can come, really, for the projector quite magically. I know a projector who, who, went, who wanted to be an actor who decided he was going to stay at home and wait for the invitation. Is that counterintuitive or what, right? Yes. He answered the door to <laughs> it. It would seem. <laughs> Pardon me? It would seem counterintuitive. Right. But... but somebody knocked on his door selling coupons. They struck up a conversation. Turns out she worked at the comedy club, invited him to come down to the comedy club and audition. He auditioned and got the job. He did nothing but sit at home on his couch. No Amazing. joke. But that's how it works. Yes, people always think actors have to go out and work hard and be rejected and spend years. So Never. He, he went to one audition and got a job. Amazing. But it was the right one, and it came to him through invitation. Projectors have to wait for the big things, and always, this is so important, again, this is about valuing yourself if you're a projector. Wait to be invited or asked before sharing your gift of guidance and direction with others. All right? Famous projectors include? Barbara Streisand and JFK. So don't think that if you're a projector, you can't do something powerful. By the way, Obama is also a projector. Mitt Romney is a manifesting generator. Reflectors are lunar beings. This is our, our rare, our rare, beautiful canaries and mirrors. They have to wait 29 days. This is their strategy. One full lunar cycle before they can be clear about decisions. And some of our famous, or our one famous reflector here is Michael Jackson. Sandra Bullock is also a, a reflector, and so is Rosalind Carter. And for those of you who are more familiar with the woo-woo realm, Yuri Geller is also a reflector. So just real quick summary, manifestors inform others before taking action. Generators wait to respond. Manifesting generators wait to respond and inform others. Projectors wait for the invitation. Reflector wait one lunar cycle while discussing your options with others. All right. So when you don't play your assigned role or follow your strategy, you will meet with a lot of resistance, okay? If you've been pushing through your life, you're probably experiencing the not-self. If things aren't working out easily or abundantly and you're struggling or you feel stuck, you're probably living out your conditioned energy and it feels like this or it looks like this. And you can't see this slide. It's not working right, but that's somebody banging their head on the wall, <laughs> okay? <laughs> now, I'm going to zip through the emotional themes because I know we're running out of time, and I want to be mindful of where people are at with the time perspective. But I just want to turn really – yes, before we go into that, can, we do have a phone call from Manchin Lee in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, Manchin, are you there? We're waiting for Manchin Lee from Charleston, South Carolina. Hello? Hello. Yes, hi. hi. What's your question for Karen? Hi, I had my chart done, and I have the profile as one-third investigative martyr. Uh -huh. What does that mean? Your profile is part of your life experience, uh, how your life, the kind of the path of your life experience. A one-three is an investigative yeah. person who also likes to learn by experience. So basically, when you are one-three, when you decide to do something in life, you have to investigate it first, and then once you get that click, like okay, now I've studied enough, then you get to go out and experiment with it. Oh, I can. I, I start so many things and I never finish them. <laughs> and and sometimes and that that can be in other places in the chart too. There is actually a gate, the gate fifty three, that is the energy for starting things and not always the energy for finishing things. Now, when it is the right thing, the right people will show up to bring you the right energy to finish it. And if not, it might just be that you're experimenting with it. By mm. the way, as a one three, you've never made a mistake in your life. Everything you've ever tried that has worked or hasn't worked has been part of your experiential learning process. 
ultimately part of your life purpose is to tell people what works and what doesn't based on your experimenting and your studies. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's like I'm searching for everybody else all the time. Exactly. On what I know, and I pass it on and hope it clicks with other people. (laughs) Nothing ever clicks with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Also, I have a totally red gate into the will. What's Uh that? My will is red. Does that mean anything special? It would depend on which gate it is. And if your will is defined, which it will be when it's red, it just means that you have willpower. So, you know, you will push forward and find the answer by God no matter what. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm enjoying your show. Thank you, Manson, for calling. We appreciate it. And Karen, continuing on now, we have um, the emotional themes. The emotional themes. And I'm going to zip through this really quickly. I always bring this up, though, because sometimes this is a thing on the chart that distresses people, and I don't want you to be distressed. Each type has a particular emotional theme. Now, that theme comes up when you're not living true to yourself, usually. Um, Sometimes it'll still sneak up on you. And and if it does, just kind of go, okay, that's just the energy of my type, and don't take it personally. Manifestors have a tendency to experience anger. And that anger is usually just because they're in their flow. They don't want to stop and slow down, and they don't want to be told what to do. Generators often will experience the theme of frustration. If a generator is feeling frustrated, I tell them, good, because it usually means they're about to have a breakthrough in their life. Manifesting generators have frustration and anger as a theme. And usually the manifesting generator has a mantra that says, nothing's moving fast enough, okay? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so they get frustrated and angry when things don't go fast enough. Projectors can oftentimes experience the theme of bitterness, and it's usually just because they're so freaking wise and they have all the answers and nobody's listening to them and nobody's asking them. <laughs> so the reflector often will experience the emotional theme of disappointment, and it just means that when you're a reflector, you absolutely understand on a soul-deep, bone-deep level what's possible for humanity. And when you look out into the world, sometimes it's, it's easy to get discouraged as a reflector. Okay, just real quick, manifestors get angry, generators get frustrated, manifesting generators get angry and frustrated, projectors get bitter, reflectors get disappointed. When you follow your strategy according to your type, this emotional theme gets significantly minimized or even disappears. So I just want to throw this out there for you just because sometimes people look at that on the chart and they're like, well, I'm not bitter. But it's not that you are bitter. It's just sometimes that's an emotional theme if you're really not living true to yourself. Okay, (laughs) life is about decisions. What kind of ice cream should I have, right? (laughs) Should I have the ice cream? (laughs) The big question. (laughs) What hairdresser should I go through? What should I wear? Where should I cut? What doctor should I see? What house should I buy? (laughs) As we reviewed, human design is an accurate and reliable decision-making tool. You have to get out of your head and follow your strategy according to your type. And as I said, we are running out of time, so. Well, we have time, Karen. You don't need to rush. Okay, well, I just, I personally, I think everybody can benefit from human design, and I encourage you to to get your charts. If you've got family members, get your family members' charts, then you can understand your parents, your children, your spouses, your families, your friends. It really gives you the power to not only see them for who they really are, it also gives you skills and, and techniques to really manage them in a way that is honoring and respectful of them, as well as a way of honoring yourself in the context of that relationship. It's really great. You, you know, human design can benefit employers, employees, coworkers, managers, teachers, students, anyone. I personally have a, have a dream that every parent, as soon as they give birth, is going to get their child's chart in their hands so that they can start from the very beginning supporting the natural and beautiful unfoldment of this, this divine being that's plopped into their life, okay? Human design can certainly help you lead a life that's happier, that's healthier, and more productive. Your human design chart is as unique as a fingerprint, unless you're a biological, you know, a twin, and even then sometimes the charts are different. Each and every one of us is completely and totally unique. There's nobody else like you on this planet, okay? And that's what's so great about this. It's not that you're one number or one sign and uh, everything is assumed to be applicable to you. This is so unique to the person. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's, you know, that is exactly what's so beautiful is is it's who you are and how you operate, and you might, and, and it's not just, you know, your type or your strategy, although if you want to keep it simple, that's really all you got to follow, but in each chart, there's all kinds of unique combinations. You saw how many parts there are, 
you know, you start doing the statistical variability on the potential expressions of all those little parts together, it's pretty amazing. So the reason why I teach human design is because I really want to issue an invitation to all of you. Is I, I invite you to become more of who you really are and less of who you're not. You know, each one of us is magnificently and beautifully designed. And because you're magnificently and beautifully designed, you have, I think, the right to live out who you truly are. When you can live a life that is truly a reflection of who you are, that's not compromised, that's not based on obligation or conditioning or belief systems that really aren't correct for you, when you're living a life that's true to who you are, you minimize the pain, the struggle, the suffering in your life, and you really open yourself up to experiencing abundance. And I use the word abundance very specifically, not not prosperity, not anything else, because abundance is sort of undefined, and it's the abundance that's right for you. It doesn't mean you're going to get, you know, the beautiful house and the beautiful wives and the big diamond ring or the big car. Because really, truthfully, although a lot of us think, oh, that's what success is, that's not necessarily right for you. That might be right for some of you. Some of you might think that abundance is the freedom to hang out in a hammock on the beach and be totally mindless or to go, you know, climb a mountain and sit in a loincloth in a cave and meditate or to have a billion children and a thriving family life and cook fried chicken every Friday night for your family and bake cookies. You know, each one of us has a totally unique definition for what abundance is. And that's what human design shows you. It's not, it'll give you your path. And when you're following your path to abundance in every way in your life, your life becomes the life that you're supposed to leave, and it becomes a life of joy, a life of ease, a life that is thrilling and exciting. And, you know, you don't have to define it any other for anybody else or even categorize it for anybody else other than yourself, and you will feel like the richest person in the world. Karen, how so. did you discover human design, and what was your experience and in, in how it changed your life? Oh, that's a <laughs> – my – I was married. Um, a long time ago, and my husband at the time brought me a chart back. We went on a, on a spiritual retreat to Sedona, Arizona, and he brought me my chart back. And I saw that chart, and something happened inside of me. I just knew that was my path. I mean, my I'm a manifesting generator by design. My sacral went, oh, this is where we're going now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I literally, we, we literally put the house on the market the next week and uh, sold the house. I, you know, packed up the kids, moved to Sedona. And coincidentally, not really, uh, right when we moved to Sedona, my, my youngest son got an ear infection. I took him to the pediatrician. I came out of the pediatrician's office. In the office directly facing the pediatrician's office was the headquarters for Human Design America. And I went, oh, I'm going in there. And so I took, I went into the office door with my kid on my hip, walked in. The lady who was running the office, Marianne Winnegar, looked up at me and she said, Oh, did you come for the job? And I said, I don't know. Are you, are you hiring? And she said, yeah, I just put an ad in the paper. I thought you came to apply for the job. And I said, I, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm your gal. <laughs> and I started and actually got to listen to all the training materials and actually study with the founder of the system and uh, just sort of started running with it from ever, ever since. And in terms of how did it change my life, I will, I will certainly say that until I met human design, my human design, I definitely thought I was a manifester. I thought I was here to get things started and to make everything happen. And I worked really, really, really hard to try to make that happen. And I was really, really, really frustrated. And when I learned to let go and let the universe tell me where I needed to be next instead of going out and dictating the universe where I should be next, <laughs> everything in my life got easier. My finances were dramatically improved. My relationship with my children. I actually got divorced, which sounds terrible, but actually my ex-husband is one of my best friends. We, we, we still, we were great friends. And because we understand each other's design, we really have this powerful way of, of honoring and respecting each other and you know, enhancing and supporting our children for who they are and supporting each other in our parenting relationship. Um, he is a projector by design, and what we discovered was that we were actually burning him out. <laughs> and it just works so much better now the, the way that it is. So. so that's incredible. Your life turned around, and you, are, you walked right into that job um, in an amazing 
non-coincidence. <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing all this. I know for people who want to go further into this work, you have a very special discount offer for us. People can find it at thewisdomshow.com. Go under archive special offers and you will see Karen's picture and you will see the special offer button and you can follow along with what Karen is telling what exactly um, does the, does the offer include? Well, I will I will show you really quickly the, the what I I have four levels of training. The first level of training, level one, is just a very basic core course that goes deep into understanding the five different types. It's an introductory course. It's a ninety seven dollar course. It's a course that really will help you not only understand your own type, it'll also help you understand the types of people in your life who you care about. So. It's a it's a it's an online home study program. The the course is taught uh, by a, it's actually got slideshows and audios that go with it, as well as study questions and a study guide. So it's a multidisciplinary, uh, integrated learning experience. It's not just you listening to me go blah blah blah. <laughs> you actually get to kind of interact and play with it and really uh, it, you know integrate the information more deeply into your system. Now it's a great start. It's a very powerful way to start in the system, but because I know that a lot of people are entering into their understanding of human design and they want to get practical with it. You know, not not everybody wants to learn about all the different types. They want to know how do I operate? How do I make more money? How do I have better relationships? How do I let go of the stuff that's keeping me stuck? So what I've included here, and you'll see this on the on the on the page that that Jean has pointed you to, I've also included over six hundred dollars worth of free bonus programs, including. Um, a weekly free live support group that meets on Mondays where you can actually come bring your questions about your chart, your friends' charts, your family charts, and, and have me actually answer your question or have some of our other students answer your questions about your chart and getting engaged with the human design community that's out there. It also includes our Generators and Manifesting Generators course, which is a very special course designed just for Generators and Manifesting Generators. It also includes the Projector Survival Guide, which is a really powerful program for those of you who are projectors. It really helps you understand who am I and why am I here and when is the spaceship coming back to get me. <laughs> so it'll walk you through all that. I've also included on that program, I believe the Abundance by Design program is on there as well, which is a really powerful way to go through all of your nine centers. Remember I talked about how where you're open is where you get conditioned and where you have predictable behavioral patterns. So in that program, we walk you through each one of those centers and what does it mean to you if it's colored in or if it's white and how does that influence your decision-making strategy? How does that influence your behavioral patterns and how does it influence your, your creative capacity and how can you shift your awareness and your thinking so that you can live out the beauty and the wisdom of who you are instead of the punishment and the pain perhaps of what you're not. So that, those bonuses rolled up into there is and, and the $97 program, you can get that whole shebang, $600 worth of bonuses plus the $97 program, all for just $97. So basically I'm giving you $600 worth of free information. Now, this is a unique program that I'm offering just for the Wisdom Show. So this is a really unique package for you guys. Now, I will say that I have given a, a, a similar package. It's not the same one, but similar packages to a couple of other people over the course of the year, other groups of people over the course of the year. and it does take a couple of months to go through all of the programs because there's just so much there. But I'm having people now call me back and say, this is amazing. This has changed my life. This has really given me the answers that I've been looking for for so long. And, and you know, I've just people – actually, I literally had an email yesterday from someone who said what she has learned has been seminal and completely and dramatically life-changing because she really gets who she is. She really gets how she operates. And she's finally had that breakthrough that allows her to see the beauty and the magnificence of who she is rather than this whole old idea that she had that she didn't have a purpose, that maybe she was an oversight by on God's part. And now she really gets who she is and what she's here to do. So, again, $97, that includes the Level 1 training program as well as all of the $600 worth of bonuses, including the, the live weekly open forum on Mondays. So, again, it's not just you listening. It's, it's interactive, and you do get an opportunity to actually connect live with me and get your questions answered. And what's amazing, you said it could take a few months, but people can do it at their own leisure in their own homes. That's what's so great about it. There's no I, And I've got a lot of people time. who are saying, I'm going through the material now for the third time, and I'm thinking, the third time? <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 so, 
So wow. it's, it's a lot. So, it's a lot. So, And people can do their own charts once they go through this program? Once they go through the program, they can do their own charts. There's actually a link where you can download the software, so you can you can do the software and look at all your friends and your family, and and uh, and and really see who who you are and what energy fields you're in. And do you have some people who become practitioners with this? Actually, when you do the Human Design Level One training, you can become a Level One certified Human Design practitioner. So. You know, you can make this investment and you can actually get to work and start doing readings for other people and get paid for it right away. Um, hmm. What I On our human design page, we actually have a list of different specialists. And once you become a specialist, uh, there is a $50 certification fee that's in addition to the 97 if you choose to go that route. But once you do go that route, um, we put you up on our website. We have an enormous amount of traffic that goes to that site, and we're constantly driving traffic to our specialists because I don't, I don't do very many readings. Um, and I, I'm always trying to, to get – obviously, I think that getting a reading is the most powerful way to really integrate your own chart. Um, once you've got this basic information down, it's great to go out and have somebody really look at your chart. So we're always driving traffic to people, always driving clients to people. And this is a really – I think for me, I do this because I want the system to spread. And I know the system can't spread until we have people who are out there teaching the system. <laughs> so I want to get people in and out and up on the webpage as fast as possible so that more and more people can begin to connect with human design. And we appreciate that you're doing that in the world, Karen. Thanks for joining us today and sharing this amazing program. It really changed my life to know what my human design chart said, and it can give people a great understanding about their lives. Anyone who's thinking about going further into these teachings, I'd highly recommend it. You'll find Karen's incredible discount offer at thewisdomshow.com under archives and special offers. Thanks to all of you who participated in getting your chart and joining us today and telling your friends about us. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to InternetAudioHub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. InternetAudioHub.com is available for all of your Internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show.